Hi, my name is Phoebe Wilkinson and I am a beauty therapist, or if you're from outside of Australia, also known as an esthetician. I have over 10 years experience working within a range of different businesses, including hair and beauty salons, makeup artistry studios, day spas, skin clinics, and registered training organizations, teaching government accredited beauty qualifications, and as of more recently, moving overseas and experiencing working for a Turkish Moroccan inspired day spa and luxurious body range company called Sella in the heart of Toronto, Canada. Whether you are studying beauty therapy, have been a beauty professional for 10 years or more, own a business within the beauty industry, or have a general interest in the beauty world, then this podcast is for you. I wanted to create a platform for beauty professionals to come together to help inspire and empower, to encourage us to come together as a family rather than always competing with each other, somewhere where we can discuss topics like retailing techniques, education, staff management, active ingredients, marketing, industry expectations, and a whole heap more. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of The Beauty Code. I am so incredibly excited to finally launch and get this going um, and have everyone be a part of this journey with me. Um, Today's episode, really, I just want to make sure that I'm focusing mainly on what uh, the beauty code is all about, a little bit about me and my industry experience. And when we start to kind of wrap it up, I also just want to go through a few um, different opportunities and pathways that the beauty industry can actually bring to you as a beauty therapist or esthetician. I just think it's a good way to start the podcast. It's something that hopefully anyone and everyone that is listening to this episode can relate to a little bit, whether you're only just starting in the industry, but also if you're someone that has been in the industry for a long time and maybe wanting to look down a different path or different avenues. So let's start off about what the beauty code is all about and how I actually came up with the idea. So podcasting is very new to me. <laughs> um, my husband, he has been listening to podcasts for a long time and it's been something that is talked a lot about in our household and I started telling him that I wanted to be listening to more podcasts and I was interested in them and I loved being able to listen to something on my way to and from work or while I'm walking, while I'm exercising rather than just music all the time. And I wanted something that I was either interested in or that was educational. And so I started looking up different things that I guess interested me. And I just found a really big hole or lack of podcasts for the beauty industry. And I think I speak for all of us beauty therapists when you are a beauty therapist you live and breathe beauty therapy. (laughs) Um, So even though that's what I do for work and that's what I do full time, it's generally what I I am interested in as well and what I enjoy listening to and reading and watching about as well. So 
That's when the idea came after I actually started listening to more podcasts um, that I did enjoy but weren't about beauty um, and that I couldn't find something that I really wanted to listen to. I then just thought, why don't I create something that there may be a gap in the market for, I guess. Um, I've had other beauty therapists that have expressed exactly the same thing to me. I've had people message me in the past and ask me if I know of any um, podcasts that are within the beauty industry, especially um, having an education background. And I'll go into that a little bit later. But um, being a trainer and educator, I would have students ask me about podcasts as well. And I just didn't really have anything to give. So, I mean... Also, if you do have a great beauty podcast that you already listen to, um, please feel free to share and let me know because I am actually interested still in finding them. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how the beauty code was created. Um, and yeah, for future educations or, or fu- future um, episodes, sorry, um, I guess I want to give you an idea and in my intro I have kind of just very vaguely mentioned what I do want to do with this podcast but um, to give you guys a little bit of a better idea it's something that I want to be educational I guess Um, something that has content um, including Uh, retailing techniques and active ingredient talk and even things like work ethics or it might even be like disputes or um, issues that we have within the industry and I want um, to be an be something I guess where we can talk about things as an industry so if you do have um, maybe a situation at work or a topic that you want to talk about um, please feel free to email me um, or even DM me on social media um, and I can always include that in future episodes as well and that's that's what I'm hoping for. Um, even things like you know always giving out discounts and what industry expectations there are like even working for free or if you're made to work through lunch breaks or what grooming requirements there are and why they're different in every workplace and Um, Even from a business uh, point of view, uh, I want to be able to give marketing strategies and, you know, what works and what doesn't and help with staff management ideas, you know, how to be a team leader and how to have a good supportive staff behind you and how you can provide a nice um, working environment as well as a leader. And I mean, hopefully over time, once I get used to the whole podcasting thing and I get a little bit more um, knowledgeable, I guess, in how to create these podcasts, I'm very new at it. Um, So this is all very new to me. But once I learn a little bit more and I'm getting better at them, I do hope to start bringing in interviews as well. Um, I love the idea of having people come in within the industry, um, having industry professionals like CEOs of beauty companies or educators and salon owners or skincare reps, um, even like social media managers or YouTubers um, I, w- I would love the opportunity to have people on like that and um, give you guys as much as I possibly can as well. That's going to be something that I will be eventually working to once I kind of learn how this all works. 
Um, but it is my goal and I hopefully I can give you guys something that you're after that I was also after. So a little bit about me. Um, I guess I should start right at the beginning. <laughs> um, I have a lot of people say to me, um, when did you know like what you wanted to do? How did this all start for you? And to be honest with you, the answer isn't um, very clear, I guess. Um, it wasn't a matter of when did you know? It was when I didn't know. Um, honestly, I don't remember even as a little girl, I, I don't remember ever being a time where I was just not going to be a beauty therapist. Um, I remember being in primary school and I remember talking about it. I was always a very girly girl. I was always very feminine. I I loved makeup and I loved nails and I loved playing, um, you know, with my hair and all of that kind of stuff. And sure, I guess that's not what really beauty therapy is completely about. I think that's what people think it is. (laughs) Um, And probably one of my most favorite treatments to do is actually skin treatments and a little bit more um, abrasive and abrasive treatments, but also treatments that probably require a little bit more knowledge. But um, it all kind of stemmed from being, I guess, girly and always wanting to work within the beauty industry. And yes, I remember being young and I remember, um, hearing about, I have, I have older sisters and one of my sisters, she's nearly eight years older than me. And I would hear about her friends in high school or finishing high school and, um, doing beauty courses. And I remember asking my mom, um, oh, what do I have to do to do that? And this was all right from a very young age. So I was one of the lucky ones in the sense that I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I know a lot of people, uh, they go through high school and they aren't sure of what exactly what they wanted to do, but it was actually very easy for me. And so that means that while I was in high school, I was able to get a bit of an idea of how to go about it and do a bit of research. So there's many different ways you can, I guess, get your foot in the door um, within the beauty industry. You can do short courses and decide to just specialize in like certain things. You might just want to be a spray tanner. You might just want to be a makeup artist. You might just want to do brows and lashes. Um, Or you may want to do the full diploma in beauty therapy and do everything, which is is what I did. Um, But you might decide to do that as an apprenticeship rather than a full-time course. And it all, everyone is in in a different situation. And I wouldn't say that, you know, one's better than the other. And I do plan in future episodes to actually go over the differences between different courses and also the differences between like accredited qualifications over like industry recognized courses and things, but that's for a whole nother episode. Um, But yeah, so I started doing a little bit of research and I started looking into it. And while I was in year 10, I actually found that I could do, I think at the time they were called just like vet courses and they were just a unit at TAFE while I was in high school. So it was still of a night, but I was able to do them while I was still 
in school. So I was 15 and I was doing, I think, two or three nights a week and I did my manicure and pedicure unit, um, nail science unit. It was just very basic. Um, I think it may have just been nails from memory that I did do and that was kind of an opportunity for me to start doing some nail services from home, practicing on family and friends and I guess like give me an idea if this is actually what I wanted to do as well. And it definitely confirmed that I wanted to do that. I loved it. Um, But looking back now, I was 15 and very young, um, which I find a lot of beauty therapists generally are young when they start, and I think it's fantastic. Um, But then when I finished year 10 and I was able to then go and do my diploma in beauty therapy, um, I did decide to redo those units as well because I just figured at the time even though I could get recognition of prior learning, um, I was young when I did them and more training can never be a bad thing. So I just redid it within my Diploma of Beauty as well. And on that topic of, I guess, finishing in year 10 and going straight into my quals, at the time, um, I think this was around 2008 that I finished school. At the time, you had the choice of either finishing year 10 and getting your high school certificate or and leaving and uh, going and doing something with that, or you could go to year 12 and get your um, your high school certificate. Um, as far as I know, they're different names now and it works a little differently. I don't even think there is a school certificate available anymore for a year 10 level. Um, but it wasn't a matter of me at the time going, oh, I hate school. I don't want to be here. What can I, what can I do to leave it? And I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't love school, but that wasn't the case at all. It was more so I'm going to be a beauty therapist. What do I need to be able to do that? Great. I only need my school certificate and then I can get straight into it. So that's what I was able to do. And I then, uh, started looking at, yes, whether to do an apprenticeship or whether to do a full-time course. I went to a few career days and I was able to speak to different beauty schools and TAFEs and things like that. And I did end up going with an RTO, which means a registered training organization, um, which gave me my diploma in beauty therapy in the Illawarra. They're no longer um, open anymore. Uh, they closed not long after I finished my course, but um, I did my one-year study through them. And that was all good. That was great. Um, Once I finished my diploma in beauty, I then started looking at how to get my foot in the door in the industry. And to be honest with you, it, it did take a little bit. I think sometimes we forget how we do need to work from the bottom all the way up. Um... I, but I did have a good attitude. I was 16. I was young. I started doing beauty services from home and just on family and friends to practice and make sure that, you know, I wasn't stopping doing my services. Um, I then did get a part-time job, um, within like a little beauty salon. She, she was great. Um, she was, she was fully booked and she needed someone to come in and just kind of do the overflow of clients. But unfortunately there just wasn't enough overflow, I guess, for me to, work up enough hours that I needed. I did start working in a day spa, um, similar kind of situation. They were a little bit of a larger business. Um, 
because I was very new to the industry, a lot of companies or businesses would require, you know, a minimum of two years experience. And it was very hard to get that. But um, once you kind of are willing to just do work here and there, help out, um, it does go pretty quickly. Um, and eventually I was then able to find a full-time position in a salon in Wollongong, New South Wales, um, called Salon 66. And I look back now and I am just so grateful for the opportunity that my boss gave me when I started there. So I think I was about 17 at this stage. I had been in the industry for about a a year or so, um, just working part-time and I had managed to get myself a full-time position in a very well-known and recognized established salon. Um, It was a hair and beauty salon. They had quite a large hair section where there was probably 10 or so stations, quite a few hairdressers, and then out the back, there was quite a large um, area for beauty. And when I say large area, it wasn't just like a little beauty room at the back of a salon it had I think there was three or four beauty rooms a spray tan room a stock room a kitchen so it was a very decent size and the beauty was only just starting to build but I was employed full-time and I was their main beauty therapist so I ended up being there I think for nearly five years and that was just the most amazing experience um people ask me often about different experiences in different salons and I've had both (laughs) I've had experiences where it's been very negative or I haven't been welcomed or it's just had an environment that's not comfortable and then I have found environments like this salon in particular where we were just a family and it was so nice to go to work every day and love the people that you work with and it's really important I just want to point this out for everyone as well that If you're not happy in your workplace, that doesn't mean that every workplace is going to be like that because there will be a spa, a skin clinic, a salon um, that is right for you and that will become your family as well. So being a hair salon, um, there was services that would in particular complement the hair services. So things like lashes, brows, makeup, even spray tanning, Even though I did everything, that was kind of what was high in demand when I first started. And being fairly new to the industry, I'd only had about a year to 18 months um, industry experience. I definitely felt like I needed to make sure that I was amazing at these services in particular, if that's what the salon's going to be known for. So I started doing makeup workshops and just gaining skills within that area, even though I could do makeup and I did it well, um, I wanted to make sure that I was the best at it. And I wanted to make sure that um, I was confident in all of my work. And this is where workshops and seminars and even product knowledges, things like that, are really, really vital within the beauty industry. And so I did lots of makeup workshops. I even did some like uh, brow workshops as well, and even um, started offering lash extensions. So at this stage, I wasn't doing lash extensions. And then because it was kind of more of that um, hair and beauty salon. That's what was in demand. So that's when I started doing my lash extension training as well. 
So because of the recognition that I was getting around that type of work, I still worked um, with skin treatments and massages and um, like, you know, all of the services, but that was just what was in high demand. And then I started actually working as a makeup artist uh, for Win TV, which is the local TV station in Wollongong um, for news reporters. So it was through Salon 66, it was contracted through Salon 66, and um, I was able to go there and do makeup for the news reporters and help assist with the makeup artist that was there on site as well. And that was an amazing experience. And because I started doing TV makeup more and more and more, um, again, I started getting a little bit more recognition for makeup. And that's kind of where my love for makeup grew. So after doing this for four to five years, I, my husband and I, well, at the time he was my boyfriend, um, he was at uni and uh, we knew that the time was going to come where we were going to have to eventually move to Sydney. And this was mainly career-wise and just lifestyle for us, which was about two hours north of Wollongong or an hour and a half north of Wollongong, depending. And I started thinking, well, I'm ready for my next step in my career. Um, I'm not really in a position to own my own business. I don't have a clientele in Sydney where I did in, but I, I did have clients in Wollongong, of course. Um, and I wasn't financially in a position where I could open my own salon. So financially not being able to afford to open up your own business and then also not having a clientele wouldn't be a great business plan when moving to Sydney. So I didn't want to go back to just working as a beauty therapist. I wanted, I was ready for that next step. Um, I'd been managing the this beauty side at Salon 66 for a while. And so I started thinking about what my options were. And um, I actually started considering going down the pathway of education. And I started looking at what the requirements were. And I was able to do my training and assessing course, which you'll often hear me refer to as just TAE. And that is a qualification that you can gain if you are a trade. Um, and then that also allows you to teach your trade. So as long as you're qualified in what you do, so I'm a qualified beauty therapist, I'm then able to teach beauty therapy with my training and assessing course. So I did my training and assessing course um, in Wollongong before we moved to Sydney in preparation and then started looking within the industry of education to see what opportunities would arise. Um, and I was lucky enough to come across the Australian Academy of Beauty Therapy um, and I landed my job there, it was around July 2014. And at the time, I think we had already entered, we were right at the beginning of a semester, but they weren't looking for a trainer um, as of yet. All the positions had been filled. So they said to me, look, um, if you want to come and work administration or front desk, um, and then as soon as something comes up, we can, we can offer you that position. And I thought, fantastic. Um, and I did that. And then within six months, I was employed as one of their clinic trainers. So at the academy, 
they have their Diploma of Beauty Therapy. They offer many courses, but their main course being the Diploma of Beauty Therapy. And that's a 12-month course if you do it full-time. The first six months is in a classroom with a class trainer. Um, it's where you learn all of your theory. It's where you learn all of your practical on other classmates for the first time. You have all of your um, assessments done for the very first time. And, and that's pretty much where you learn everything. And then the second six months, it's where you go over to the student day spa or the student clinic and you are booked on, uh, with clients and they're paying clients. The student day spa was like a discounted rate for students to practice their services and it allowed students to be able to perfect their treatments. They had to finish a certain amount of hours before they were able to finish. So the clinic also required, of course, clinic trainers to help make sure that the students are doing the treatments correctly, perfecting them, um, and going in and doing their assessments as well within the student day spa. So I started off at, as a clinic trainer and I did that for about a year to maybe a year and a half. And then I started taking on a class of a nighttime with them as well, a part-time class. So then I was doing both clinic training and class training. And then I think the last two or three years that I was with the company, I was solely just class and I was doing the class training, both um, full-time and part-time courses. And that was mainly the Diploma of Beauty Therapy. I also started doing their lash extension training, their short courses, and I was also specializing in the makeup artistry at the academy as well, um, just because of my, my makeup artistry experience. I was able to kind of specialize within that, within the academy too. So again, working in the academy was exactly the a same experience as I had working um, for Salon 66 prior. It was a very family orientated business and I made, the, I made the most amazing relationships with other staff members and trainers, educators. Um, and it was just the most amazing experience. And again, if you are an educator or if you want to be doing something along those lines, I can't stress enough to you that if, again, you're not happy within your workplace, there are workplaces out there that you will be. <laughs> Um, the Academy is an amazing company to work for and they gave me the most amazing opportunities throughout my career and I'll be forever grateful for that as well. And I, I do see myself in the future going back to education. So as by now, you're probably um, understanding that uh, I'm not doing that anymore. And I have, as of recently, moved overseas. So... I finished up with the Academy, I think it was around June 2019 and I, my husband and I travel a lot and we have traveled the world for years um, throughout my career just as a hobby and it was always on our bucket list to work and live overseas. So we started looking at what our options were and um, I guess we narrowed it down to an English-speaking country um, and where working visas were 
easy enough to apply for and be accepted. And in no time, we were accepted um, for a two-year working visa in Canada. And we had chosen Toronto just career-wise. It seemed to be the best option. As part of the working visa, unfortunately, um, there are a few... I guess, industries that you can't work within, Uh, like medical was one, but also teaching was another. So I wasn't actually able to teach accredited courses once we landed here. Um, So I kind of took it on as an opportunity to go back within trade and start working for a spa again. And I started working at Hamam Spa as of the beginning of September 2019. And Hamam Spa is a, or it's a Hamam Spa by Sella. Um, and we are a Moroccan slash Turkish inspired day spa. So we have a big, beautiful eucalyptus steam room, a big, beautiful tea lounge area for guests to relax in. Um, There are a huge amount of rooms for the registered massage therapists and also um, aesthetics rooms, so for the estheticians. Um, It's been quite an experience learning all the different terms and how things are different. Um, Again, that's going to be something that I would love to do in another episode is just go on to the differences between um, international work and work within Australia within this industry because there is a lot that is different. And working for a Turkish spa or Turkish-inspired spa, it does mean that there are very unique treatments and it's given me an opportunity to learn, again, new services and specialize in in different areas. Um, At the moment at the spa, I'm doing a lot of skin treatments, which I am absolutely loving. Um, I've worked with many different skin lines and we use a couple of different ones at work at the moment. And... um, the results that I've been seeing with what we've been using and the services that we perform have been incredible. Um, But also doing the Turkish bath treatments. Uh, Turkish baths are a, uh, I guess, a traditional treatment that's performed in Turkey um, and also Morocco. Um, And if you ever do get the chance to have one done overseas, you'll probably experience a little bit more of an authentic treatment. Um, It's kind of like you're just this body that's being washed, (laughs) to be quite honest, where we have taken that and made it into a much more luxurious treatment. So we have these big, beautiful heated marble um, beds in our wet rooms. It's a water um, pouring ritual. We do a full body exfoliation. There's water pouring throughout the whole treatment. We layer the body in bubbles. We do a black eucalyptus soap um, body cleanse. And honestly, it just doesn't do it justice. But it's been so amazing um, being a part of something different again. And as of recently... um, my boss at Hamam Spa has actually given me the opportunity to work a little bit more alongside of Sella. So the owner of the spa also owns her own luxurious body line seller and it, it so she ha- it's a range that has like body washes 
body moisturizers, body scrubs. She's got shampoo, conditioners. She's got hydrating sprays. It's absolutely stunning. And um, she's given me the opportunity to do a little bit more work alongside Sella with my educational background. And um, I'm being flown to Marrakesh in Morocco in two weeks, which I'm very excited for to actually teach the... um, Turkish bath procedures that we have here at the spa at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel Spa in Morocco and also teach uh, the product knowledge for seller products as well. So very excited for that. And that's pretty much me at the moment, (laughs) to be quite honest. It's a very lengthy introduction into my history or experience in the industry, but that's it in a nutshell. Um, And I I wanted to give you guys a little bit of an extensive um, idea of my experience. Um, I did as well on top of all of this, I have owned my own makeup artistry business in the past while I was teaching as well. And I had have, um, I've had the opportunity as well to do or teach a lot of product knowledges like the Open Spa products that we have at the academy throughout my career. I was um, able throughout teaching, was able to have the opportunity to create certain content and create lesson planning and um I guess, design things like PowerPoints and and whatnot as well. So that has all been amazing. And um, it's kind of what led me here to podcasting. Um, That kind of brings me back. So um, being overseas and uh, working in the spa and um, having a passion for education and wanting something that I can listen to um, that is an interest to me. So here we are. And I guess just kind of starting to wrap up the podcast today, I did want to finish with discussing, I guess, the different pathways that are available within the beauty industry. I talked a lot about my experience and the pathways that I have chosen, whether that be education or, um, working in specific fields within the industry. Um, But I want to make sure if there's anyone out there, if you are interested in the industry, but you're not sure what you exactly want to do, or if you've been in the industry a long time and you might not have a passion for owning a business, but you want to do something else. I find a lot of beauty therapists that I come across very much just have this idea that I'm going to be a beauty therapist and then I'm going to own my business. And it doesn't have to be like that, even though owning your own business is an amazing journey and I would encourage it. Um, It's not the only pathway that there is. So I guess depending on what type of beauty therapist you even want to be can... um, can differ as well. You might want to work in a different type of spa or salon. You know, you have day spas, you have skin clinics, you might want to do laser and work in a laser and skin clinic. Um, You've got like the hair and beauty salons, you've got lash and brow bars, makeup studios, even um, mobile businesses I know that are available now. And um, you don't necessarily have to own the business, but you can work. It's almost like uh, um, Uber for beauty and you can work for companies like that too. 
Um, so you can specialize in different areas as well. Like if you, if you want to specifically do makeup or if you specifically want to be a brow artist or if you know, a lash technician, or, um, you want to in particular do skin treatments and more intensive treatments as well, then you can specialize in different areas as well. You don't have to be an all-rounder or you can be an all-rounder. And to be honest with you, that's what I love the most about the beauty industry is all these different pathways. But for me, I do find that if I'm doing nails all day or if I'm doing waxing all day or if I'm massaging all day or if I'm facialing all day, I do get to the point where I can, you know, I might be doing facials and I think, oh, I just want to talk to someone and I want to do a manicure. Or I might be doing manicures all day and I think, oh, I just want to be by myself and in a in more of a relaxed area and zone and I want to just go and do a facial. And I think that's the best thing about my industry is being good at what you do, but having a variety of services that you can offer as well. And it keeps your job interesting and you're not doing the same thing over and over again. Um, but yeah, you can obviously go down the road of managing. Um, you don't even have to own your own business if you don't want to. You can go and manage and um, do a little bit more administrative work within the industry. Of course, you can own your own business, but you can also you know, look at franchising. You could franchise your own business. You could own a franchise, like a um a franchise of a business, I guess. Um, you could do further education. Obviously, we know as beauty therapists that our initial qualifications are literally just the start of our journey. Um, you have to do workshops and seminars and courses pretty much throughout the whole time of your career. Um, it never, it never ends. So. It's not like you'll get to 20 years within the industry and you're just good at it. There's trends that are forever changing and coming in. There's new products that are coming in. There's new treatments that are coming in. Things are always changing. But you can further your education and go to university and do something like dermal dermal therapy studies um, and a work alongside like doctors and nurses. Uh, that's obviously great if you're interested in doing more things like Botox and injectables. Um, you can even go down the line of blogging, doing beauty blogging. If you're a great writer, I know a lot of beauty industry professionals that have went down that pathway as well. There's obviously overseas opportunities. I'm a great example of, of that, of being able to be recognized internationally. The great thing about the beauty industry is it doesn't change um, in the sense of, I mean, it does slightly from country to country as to how things are done, but um, your services are usually able to be performed anywhere in the world. Um, there's obviously cruise line opportunities. You can work for people or companies like Steiner. Steiner are a recruiting agency for cruise line day spas. Um, and I do actually know a lot of students that have done that. And I do know one of the recruiters for Steiner. So if it's something that you're interested in and you want more information, just shoot me an email and I can always refer you on to. And that goes for any of this, actually, even if you're someone that wants to do a little bit more education at uni or, you know, you're not sure how to go about doing things 
like um, looking at going down the line of Botox or injectables, I can always point you in the right direction if you need that. Um, the other, the other thing that, or other um, pathway that you can go down is doing a little bit more of BDM work, so business development management. Um, a lot of skincare companies, makeup companies, even body care lines, wax companies. Um, beauty software companies, lash extensions, spray tanning companies. They're all companies that will have what you may know as reps or BDMs. And they go to salons or spas or clinics and make sure all the staff are trained well, know how to use the products, have the product knowledge. Um, they might do, they might offer other type of training as well. Um, it's a little bit of a sales-based job or it can be. Um, But that's also another line of work that you can do within the industry. Um, You can even go down the line of creating or designing your own product line. If you wanted to um, own your own makeup brand or skincare or body care, there's so many things that you can do within the industry. Um, Of course, going down the line of educating like I did, um, going and doing your TAE and working for TAFEs or RTOs. Um, So RTOs are registered training organizations and teaching accredited qualifications. Um, Honestly, the list just doesn't end. There's so many opportunities within the beauty industry and it's one of the reasons why I really love the industry and hopefully I've left you guys today feeling a little bit more inspired or um, empowered to go and and either start your journey within beauty in the beauty industry or um, potentially give you an idea of maybe what you want to do next. If you have any questions or if you have, I guess, any suggestions about today's um, podcast, if you need a little bit of help as to where you might want to go, um, please feel free to contact me. And I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on the Beauty Code podcast. If you have any suggestions, topics or questions that you would like me to cover, please email me at thebeautycodepodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram, which is thebeautycode.podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I look forward to sharing many more with you. Remember to hit that subscribe button to be the first to know when a new podcast is up and leave a review. Bye.